2: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: i like to, I like to say something.
4: This is Dirt and Spray. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Are you serious? I'm bit serious. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague.
5: God, there was one week when you wore sweatpants. Every day. Oh, you know what? If they were Sean John's sweatpants, it would have been fine. But because they're Costco brand, it's
4: like the worst thing I could do. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Wow. All right, we'll go back in.
5: Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey app. 99.5 HD2, and of course, YouTube.com. We'll Sprague the Line at the bottom of the hour, so get the Sprague Line sponsors in at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326, and uh, we'll talk a little NFL draft coming up at 8.15, and right now, because our guest Nick Cosmider of The Athletic covers the Denver Broncos, a good friend of the show. I've had him on before, and the Broncos are sitting in an interesting spot where a lot of mocks have them taking a quarterback. Some have Oregon's quarterback, Bo Nix, landing there. Others, including Nick, have this quarterback. And Nick joins us now. Nick, good morning. Thanks for hopping on with us, man. Uh, what's the draft coverage been like for you? Are you just at a point where you want the draft to be here already so you can stop doing mocks and stop doing the hypotheticals?
3: <laughs> well, good morning and thanks for having me. Yeah, I think we always all get to that point um, seemingly earlier and earlier each year given uh, just how much, how much we as a kind of a public writ large get inundated with um, you know, all kinds of assessments and speculation about this process. But for me, I'm, I'm actually sort of enjoying being able to dive into these quarterbacks. The Broncos, of course, haven't had a first-round pick at all since 2021 when um, they had an opportunity to draft perhaps Justin Fields, Mac Jones, but took Pat Sertan instead. And then, uh, you know, the following offseason turned around and traded all their picks for the foreseeable future away in order to draft Russell Wilson. Uh, now it seems like the Broncos are going to be moving on from him and, and, and are now in a position where they could be drafting quarterback, like you said, um, at number 12 or perhaps, um, you know, with a trade that moves them up into the top 10. So, you know, I'm I'm excited actually to get down to Indianapolis next week, get the combine, start to collect some more intel and insight about, you know, how, how teams are feel, feeling about these quarterbacks. So I'm not, I'm not quite in the uh, totally – uh, over at stage just yet, but uh, check back in with me in about a month.
5: Give you two weeks, and then people start going, hey, man, I didn't like your pick here. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just talking to people and trying to gather as much information. I, I, I'll i get to your mock draft pick. I, I It's really interesting going through. I loved the, what the Athletic did here with beat writers from different teams. We kind of do a similar thing during the draft, but you mentioned Russell Wilson. Uh, that Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, it, it felt like for many, I think going into last year, this is the match made in heaven. It feels like he's been flirting with wanting Sean Payton for a couple years. He gets his wish. Season doesn't go right. Even in the midst of people defending Russell Wilson, I I felt like I was kind of alone, Nick, in saying, yeah, it's very one-sided. One half they're scoring six points. The other half they're scoring 20. The numbers look fine, but it doesn't look – it looked clunky to me. Where are they at with Russell Wilson? Is this a done deal that they're going to cut bait? and move on. How does, and how, how does all that work financially for them?
3: Yeah, no, I I think your point is well taken. And and that was my assessment as well of like, you know, some people pointed to the numbers, right? 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions, um, you know, obviously a big increase in his completion percentage over a year ago. um, But, but there was no real consistency with that offense. You didn't go into any single game thinking, Hey, this offense is going to put it all together And that's why we're going to win. They weren't able to consistently strike any kind of balance on that side of football. And what really rankled Sean Payton is their inability to score in close. They, they were bad in the red zone. They were particularly bad in goal to go situations, worst in the league for most of the year. And, and Sean Payton historically has put a lot of that on his quarterback, right? It's, it's not just about what you do statistically. It's, it's how well are you at guiding the offense as a whole? And there was just too many times where the Broncos, if they weren't, uh, benefiting from their defense producing a lot of turnovers like they did during that five-game winning streak Denver had in the middle of the season, then they weren't, really, um, they weren't really able to overcome a lot of their own inefficiencies. And so I think all those things being what they were, the fact that Russell Wilson was benched for the final two games of the season, the fact that you know he made very public the fact that he had been asked uh, to change his contract in October – and when that didn't happen, he was threatened to be benched. The NFLPA got involved. The league got involved. Um, so it, it was a situation that, that turned messy. And while both sides have said, hey, we're open to, to kind of having this, having this you know, reunion, we're open to having Russell Wilson here for year three, I think there's just far too much um, that would have to be overcome, um, things that would have to be sort of worked out in order for them to move forward with Russell Wilson as their quarterback. So I think he will be released within the coming days and weeks. Um, You know, obviously they have to do that before March 17th or his 2025 salary of $37 million becomes guaranteed. They obviously will want to avoid that if they are going to move on. So what you'll have is an $85 million dead money hit for the Broncos. That would be double the previous record that was Matt Ryan when he went to the Colts. Um, So we're talking about a substantial dead money hit. The Broncos, because of the size of that hit, would almost certainly have to post-June 1 designate that cut, meaning that they would split. That hit over the next two seasons would probably be 35 million this year, uh, 49 49 million in change in 2025. Um, so you know you're looking at two years of, of of really significant dead money, and it's why the Broncos are in this mix for a rookie quarterback. Right, the best way that you can hopefully um, deal with that situation is to have a quarterback who is very cheap, as drafted quarterbacks are relatively speaking. So. That's again, why they're in this mix. They, they'll also be in the mix for, um, you know, kind of those lower end free agencies free agents who would be playing on, on kind of like a prove it deal, the Sam Darnolds, the Jameis Winston's of the world. And of course, they already have Jarrett Stidham, who started those final two games last year. So, a lot of different directions this could go, but but I do think they'll move on from Russell Wilson.
5: Nick Kosmider, our guest here covering the Denver Broncos for The Athletic on Twitter, at Nick Kosmider, 2023 Colorado Sports Writer of the Year. So congratulations on that. I know I'm a little late to it, but congratulations on winning that award. Um, the mock draft is interesting. I'm always fascinated by it. And you you participated in this for The Athletic, and in it you have a hypothetical draft. Denver going from 12 to 9. And there's a name that I've seen and, and heard a lot of the you know the draft pundits bring up. And I've Nick, I, I've, I watched a ton of the games, and I'm like, I don't get it. What am I missing here? You have Denver taking J.J. McCarthy, a name that is shooting up a lot of mock drafts, a name catching on with teams. You go through why or what's interesting about it, but I want to ask you, I know the season's busy. Did you get any time to watch J.J. McCarthy in Michigan during the year? What did you think of him when you watched him versus what you've learned or what you've seen about him since the season ended? Well,
3: as the the dad of a toddler, I I have to say that, um, you know, my Saturdays, the the one day off in the NFL schedule, (laughs) I typically didn't sit down, um, quite frankly, and watch all all of J.J. McCarthy's games. Obviously, Good for you, you by
5: the way. Good for you.
3: (laughs) You watch Ohio State you watch you watch the alabama game you watch the washington game and you know i think my, my takeaway of this is like listen he's playing for a 15 and 0 team a team that's really good um, and they're in situations where the defense is trying to sell out to stop this phenomenal run game and that gives him a lot of advantages but i'll tell you what was interesting yesterday we were on a conference call with daniel jeremiah the great um, you know scouting draft mm-hmm. analyst for the nfl network and and he had something really interesting to say because you know he to him J.J. McCarthy, he called him an acquired taste that a lot of people are starting to acquire once they really dig into the film. And by that, he sort of meant, look, we know that he, he benefited from a lot of things, but there's still situations you start to look at, namely third downs, third and mediums, third and longs, where you, you go in and you say, okay, he, in, in these situations, he's got to be the guy that gets it done, a lot of the red zone stuff. And he came away really impressed as he dug into that stuff with, with what he was able to do. He has a strong arm. Um, completed a lot of crossers in college that, that look similar to something that you see in a, in a pro uh, in a pro scheme. It's not as if he was just kind of bubble, sc- bubble screening you all the time. So the, the other part of it is guys, he just turned 21 last month. You look at a guy like, um, you know, like Bo Nix, who turns 24 on Sunday, there's a difference there. That, that kind of, that kind of means something. JJ McCarthy is still a pretty young guy. Um, and, and so I think teams are, are gauging that potential a little bit with him, and, and that's what's making him a little bit more attractive to scouting eyes.
5: I know Harbaugh's his guy, but I, I love that Harbaugh left, went to the Chargers, and instant was like, he's the best quarterback in the draft. He should be the number one pick. I was like, okay, Jim, he's, he's going to get drafted. He's not going to get drafted number one ahead of Caleb. What is your read on Bo Nix? I, I, you have McCarthy today. You We're living in a world, too, where – Denver taking Bo Nix wouldn't surprise you all that much. What have you heard about Bo Nix as a prospect and potential franchise quarterback? Yeah,
3: you know, I, I think that there's you know he's in the, he's in that group of six that that I think a lot of scouts you talk to say like could could start and could start early um, in the NFL, right? Like, and it was interesting going back to, to Daniel Jeremiah yesterday. You know, a lot of people talk about yeah you had you had the time at Auburn and 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 he's twenty four years old and, and all those sorts of things he sees the adversity that he sort of went through in, in having the Auburn situation and then getting to Oregon. And, you know, a lot of people forget his first year at Oregon was good, but, but the fact that he took such a significant step, um, it doesn't matter what system you play in or where you are. When you complete 77.5% of your passes and throw 45 touchdowns to three picks, like you can't ignore that. You have to be doing a lot of things right. And so I, I definitely think that he's a guy that, that people – are, are high definitely high on the floor, right? Like he's going to come in. He's going to do what you ask him to do. He's going to be solid. And, and I, I think that will ultimately give him a really good chance to be a first-round pick. You know, Field Yates, for example, just had his the other day, had him going 20th to the Steelers, a team that's going to be kind of in a similar situation to Denver in terms of looking for a quarterback in a lot of different, different ways. So, um, yeah, I, I think he'll be a first-round pick. Right now, as, as I would gauge it, I, I would see 12 is a little bit early for him. But one thing that Sean Payton said when he was doing kind of the tour de force at Radio Row at the Super Bowl was, if I love a QB, if we, if we really fall in love with a guy, I don't care where other people think that he should be selected or, or the heat that I would potentially get for drafting him at a, at a different spot. Um, so again, if, if he has those sort of qualities that, that a team really just attaches to, it. It wouldn't be a shock to see him get drafted in the top 15 or so.
5: Nick, I'll get you out of here on this, man, because I do appreciate the time a great deal. I know a lot of our listeners who are following Bo Nix and a lot of the prospects from the Pac-12 love hearing this, too. Is Denver in a position, assuming they get out of the rust thing, which you say that they will in the coming days or weeks, is this going to be rookie quarterback steps in week one and they just see what this is with a rookie quarterback? Or is this a sit a rookie quarterback for half a year, maybe a full season, roll with somebody else and let the person learn, what's the approach you think Sean Payton and the Broncos will have? Whether that's Knicks or McCarthy, are we expecting day one starter from the rookie quarterback?
3: Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And I think they've, le- they've left themselves open to, to a few possibilities. Obviously, with having Stidham, he was a guy that they went out last year in free agency and signed pretty early, gave him a two-year deal with a decent amount of of guaranteed money which was a surprise to some for a quarterback who had started two games in the nfl after being a fourth round pick in 2019 like really didn't have you know a, a lot to go on and, and they thought highly enough of him to give him that kind of contract so he's a guy that's in the building that will have his 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 second year in this offense um there's a i think of a, a fair chance that he's he's your starter regardless of what they do going forward at least at the beginning of next year But I also think that they'll explore, again, like an economical option in free agency, be it a Jameis Winston, obviously, who Sean Payton has experience with in New Orleans. And now you're in a situation where you say, okay, we have Jared Stidham who's been in this offense. We've got a guy like Jameis Winston or even Sam Darnold who we know can play in this league. Now we leave ourselves really flexible when we get into the draft of like, hey, if if we got a chance to get that guy that we want, we can go up, we can get him. We can move on from one of our other veterans. And if he's ready, he can start. I could also very well see them using that scenario, and then and then kind of trading back in the first round, uh, acquiring some draft capital that they've again been just so depleted with mm-hmm. because of the trades they made for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. And so now you're in a situation where you say, hey, maybe we move back. We got Bo Nix. We'll let him. We'll let him. Uh, you know, kind of develop a little bit uh, to start this season. Um, so again, I see either scenario. Not to punt on the question, but they they do have, I think multiple options that they can they can go even if even if like kind of the big splashy one might not be out there
5: yeah we'll have to wait and see i I love the coverage that you do man you do a great job covering the broncos and i enjoyed the mock thank you for hopping on with us this morning i really appreciate it get back to your toddler and uh, we'll continue to follow the coverage on the athletic
3: all right guys thanks so much for having me i appreciate it
5: all right there we go great stuff from nick kosmider of the athletic he's got jj mccarthy the broncos trading up to number nine with the bears And taking J.J. McCarthy. Let's talk a little bit about this because I'm surprised by it. But also, nobody in or around or that watches the sport knows. They just don't. Let's talk about it next on The Fan.
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. So
5: I uh, I said earlier this week, I, I turned on and I was surprised how much I enjoyed the new Patriot docuseries on Apple TV. The newest episode dropped yesterday. And so I'm going to keep following this because I really did enjoy it. I, you know, I we lived it, and I'm like, ah, what am I going to learn from this? So I give it a shot. Boom! I instantly enjoy it. So is this the entire 20 year yes. dynasty? Yes. Everything. Yes. From, Everybody from Drew
6: Bledsoe yes. to yes. Uh, Mac Jones. Yep.
5: Well, I don't know about. <laughs> We're not going there. I think when Brady's gone is when it kind of like you know, hey, what's it been since? But uh, they they touch on everything. Aaron Hernandez, like you name it, they talk about it. And one thing that I learned was just like how much of a roll of the dice and uncertain the coaching staff was but kind of felt like they had to do with Brady and how Brady early on, like if Brady plays the way he did now, the internet's a storm and everybody, oh, he sucks, he's a boss, that's why he's sixth six-rounder. And they, they were patient with it. And so the idea that Tom Brady and Brock Purdy's exist – I think, lend itself to everybody wanting to pause a little bit on the takes. But I I also believe most of us agree, we watched J.J. McCarthy. He was fine for Michigan. I didn't watch J.J. McCarthy and think, man, that's the franchise guy I want. And yet he is shooting up mock drafts. He mentioned Daniel Jeremiah. Jeremiah said people love his intelligence, how quick he releases the football, his ability, they like his arm strength his mobility to move the pocket and maybe get some yards with his legs. And I'm sitting here today surprised because J.J. McCarthy, for a lot of people, more of a prospect than Bo Nix. Denver's long been tied to Bo Nix, but as you just heard with their beat writer, it might be J.J. McCarthy over Bo Nix. And that, especially for us out here, is surprising to hear.
6: Well, and and you heard uh, Nick refer to a,
5: what, three-, four-year age difference there, and that's... That's my only pushback on all of this is none of that is relevant to me. If you're 24, you're 21, I don't care who's better. Age isn't going to factor into that. I just
6: meant in terms of how long potentially you could have him to develop. The problem is... you can is, only
5: go so long in projections. No, I
6: understand that. And it's more of an issue at other positions. Like running back, that's a big deal um, to sure. NFL people. Not so much at quarterback, especially the way the rules are now. If you're good and develop, you can play into your mid to late
5: 30s. Um, but are you surprised that McCarthy is... Like, I, I heard Harbaugh a couple, like about a month ago was like... He's the best quarterback in the draft. He should be number one. I'm like, yeah, I mean, he's doing his his guy a solid he really is though. He's moving up and everybody's like making fun we'll of me for see. posting the poll question uh, last I night. I hope
6: he'll uh, I'm very curious to see I don't expect Caleb to do anything at the Combine, but I think for JJ and
5: Bo Well, That's Nicks, a done deal. Caleb's going one. That I don't know if done. Drake
6: May is going to do anything at the Combine. I don't know if Jaden Daniels will do anything at the Combine. I would be curious. I'd be more like to see them, but if they know they're going in the top five, there's no reason for them to.
5: Well, I yeah, I also think it's fair to say, and I'm not the biggest JJ guy i don't think he's a franchise quarterback but if denver internally likes that then i you kind of have to just go with it and say that they look all this stuff is a is a gamble they don't know how to evaluate the position they don't know how to identify once in a while you get a generational guy then okay it's a layup right but almost all of these things are a crapshoot and the smartest people in the sport don't know how to do it so you and i definitely don't i I would argue though seen as you saw I, i would argue to your point J.J. McCarthy doesn't need to do the combine. The combine has become irrelevant and stupid hmm. for quarterbacks, in my opinion. Uh, Quite possibly. It might go away.
6: And everybody's got pro days now anyway. I- exactly. So you're still getting them out there, and, and you can test the physical things. There might be something where – I do understand where the NFL has their people do real measurements. So whatever you see from – there is something that where they need to have the same numbers, everybody across the board – and test certain things. So you might still see something like that, but it doesn't, the the whole combine thing, other than being another NFL production to stay relevant in TV and all of those sorts of things, but it might go away.
5: Um, I don't think it ever fully goes away. I just think you have certain positions that don't feel a lot of value, especially if you're after a, if you're, if you're yeah. a day, if you're like a four, five, six, seven rounder, then I see it. It benefits you. But if you're McCarthy, Knicks, Penix, yeah. Caleb, May, like Daniels, I, I, you can participate if you want, yeah. but I don't see the value I think in the
6: thing it. with McCarthy where you see him going up, if people say he's really intelligent, so I think what Brock Purdy has shown us is the way that the NFL is now that your ability to process information quickly, translated at the line of scrimmage, and turn that into making a play. Yeah. If you have the requisite physical tools you need to be an NFL quarterback, whatever the, you know, whatever you have to have as basics in order to be a legitimate NFL quarterback, then it's more that cognitive read, react, translate, pay attention to film all of those things. Um, and then... Yeah, so maybe. I i don't know. I mean, we forget Brady was, what, the 199th player
5: selected in the sixth round? Uh, 199. Yeah. Yeah, pick 199. So, and Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. Now, that's that's two examples, largely, at that at that spot in the draft. But I think what it does to me is it makes me reconsider. You mentioned, like, does he have those couple things that are hard and to And those measure.
6: are the hardest things
5: to be able to detect and test. But that's we, we you, saw it against the top teams. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it's crazy stupid to, to brag about this, but the best play that Michigan-Bama game was his ability to prevent that fumble when they did that pass back to him from being worse than it should have been. Yeah. And it's like sneaky little athletic plays like that or moving around and just avoiding and moving the pocket. Like, it's those things that those people have to evaluate and say, hey, there might not be a lot of belief from from all of these people who aren't in it, but we see what it can be. The only thing I wonder, and I asked Nick this at the end, and he admitted, like, he fence-its because it's hard to have a definitive answer now. Do you play him week one? I I wouldn't. I think I'd want him to have to learn a little bit. That's the other thing I think we're seeing, and you
6: might go back to it. I think you saw with Jordan Love uh, and some other guys where there is significant value in... Not throwing him to the – it takes a really, really special individual to be able to handle losing at that rate early in your
5: career. Like, Caleb, I'm playing week one, not even yeah. a question. It's no quarterback competition. But, I mean,
6: I, you know, if we ever got Troy Aikman on, that would be the thing. The 1-15 in season, his first year, his rookie year. Mm-hmm. What did he learn? How much did he have to overcome? Not letting that seep into to to think. No, we're I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the right guy. It's going. He sees Super Bowls coming. Before that, just overwhelmed him and and just defeated him.
5: The tough thing with it too, though, is if you do sit, and I'm I'm a pretty big play right away guy. I just want to see it. And the money's obviously different now. It that, is
6: that. Than it was.
5: Well, and we have great examples of both, I think, of played right away and then like even Mahomes sat one year and then played the last game of the season. I think it just depends on who it is. Like Caleb to me, if I'm a Bear coach, we're drafting Caleb and I'm in my press conference. This is Caleb Williams' team. There's no competition. Caleb's our guy. I am making, I'm making a clear cut stance of where we're at, whose team it is. Because I want that confidence started in him. JJ McCarthy, a Bo Nix, maybe they do benefit. The only downside to that is if you sit a year and then you play and you suck, mm-hmm. ugh, it feels like you, you've then wasted in your mind two True. seasons. See, and I see Bo
6: Nix starting right away because of you all. You see Bo Nix starting right
5: away. I If if he's the guy. Um, if you're Nix, do you want Denver or Pittsburgh? Because you get Peyton in Denver, but Pittsburgh's one of the more stable franchises in pro sports. I, I don't, yeah, that'd be a tough one to pick. Probably Pittsburgh. And you're not in the AFC, well, but you'd be in the AFC a, North. AFC is North's no, brutal. It ain't no picnic either.
6: I think maybe Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, because even though the Steelers are wanting a quarterback that could, the, the mentality of that is you just need a quarterback that's competent to move the offense however the offense is going to be moved. I think in Denver the quarterback needs to go there and be the guy.
5: Really? Yeah. I think there's an element of both where you can kind of start out just be the game manager. Just go throw for 220, a tutty, no picks. That's all we need from you.
6: I think – The issue in Denver, after you've had John Elway and after you've had Peyton Manning over the years, that there's an expectation that the offense should be centered around the quarterback. That's not the case in Pittsburgh.
5: That's that. Well, is it? They had Roethlisberger
6: for a long time there. I know. But even Big Ben, but
5: you still had
6: running backs. You still had it was it was a group. You were the leader of the group. But and you also had dominant defenses when they were great.
5: But see, that's interesting because and they, Denver's had some great
6: defenses over. They won the years. Their last Super
5: Bowl because yeah. of the defense. And when Elway won, finally, it was because dominant run game. Yes. So, but
6: the quarterback has always been the centerpiece. Yeah. When the Broncos have been great, the quarterback has been more of a leader. Like even even Terry Bradshaw had shots taken at him. Mm-hmm. Roethlisberger had shots taken at him. Who else did you have? You had, yeah, uh, Neil
5: O'Donnell. Yeah. I mean, they, they kind of went through a so, wall the there.
6: So yeah, it hasn't. The quarterback hasn't been the centerpiece. The Steelers have been more of the team mentality and aspect as far as the fans and the history of it. I don't. And and Bo Nix seems to fit that mold. Yeah. Where, uh, it. I mean, with Denver. You're following Elway and Peyton
5: Manning for crying out loud! You better bring it. Yeah. Okay. We gotta go, but I want to. I just want to make a final point because I think what you're talking about is interesting to me. Um, I feel like in Pittsburgh, they haven't had it a lot, and so they kind of want to know that they have it. Whereas in Denver, they have had some legendary names come through there. They've also have Sean Payton. So, like, are you centering it around the quarterback? Or are you getting the young player and you're saying, hey, master of football offense, tutor this kid and get them ready to be that spot? I think that's the tough thing to decide in both situations. I think either way, Knicks might be finding himself in a great spot. If it's Denver at 12 or 9 or he falls a little bit to Pittsburgh, those are great spots for Bo Nix to at least have the best possible shot to be a franchise quarterback. But J.J. McCarthy firing up mocks and all the intel saying teams are starting to like him a lot, admittedly surprising me because I just didn't watch him and think, that's a franchise guy. I just didn't see it. But we have plenty of examples of guys that you could have pointed at saying, you also didn't think about this guy, this guy, and that guy. And so that lends itself to old takes exposed situations. Well, Sprague Line coming up next in a unique way. A unique outlook on spreading line. Get those sponsors in if you want. That's next on The Fan.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
6: Spraying the line. Spraying the line.
5: Spraying the line. Spraying the line. Spraying the line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> brought to you by Teddy Johnson's College Fund. Oops, never mind. Dirt bet it all on the Giants to win the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> Spring the line. Brought to you by Goldschlager. Much like Sprague's gambling advice, seems like a great idea when you're young and naive, like Will Ortner. But as you mature, you realize it will always leave you sick and full of regret. Bring line brought to you by your great 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 grandchildren your great great grandchildren the next people who will be alive to see the blazers get swept in the western conference finals god if that's true how a depressing end of my life that'll be how'd you see your team hey hey we're in year 33 of the tank hey we're about to get the guy and then I croaked <laughs> and then in heaven i get to watch them get swept how awesome Spring in line, brought to you by the odds. Souk comes back from New Orleans without a felony arrest, still slightly more likely than a Sprague Pick. Thank you.
6: I didn't know we went to the Big Easy.
5: I didn't either. It's a, it's not a support thing here. I, I listen to all the shows on the fans, but I don't catch all the shows of the shows, you know? I, yeah. I, I, I'm a dad. I got stuff to do. If he's going to New Orleans, God bless him. I'll be there next year. Radio Row. That's well, going to be fantastic. It's going to be brutal on my pocketbook because I know we're not going to financially send <laughs> us, but uh, I'm going. I just refuse we'll not start to Start saving now.
6: You got two kids. You should get a nice tax refund.
5: Yeah, not in the state of Oregon, you don't. <laughs> I heard the kicker's going to be huge this year. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> Washington's out here like, hey, here's four grand. Congratulations. Oregon's like, here, here's five hundred dollars. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I wanted. I got a couple more. I'll read here in just a minute. I wanted to do a different rendition of spring line today because I feel like the other one is yeah. it's dishonest. It. I, I'm not gambling on a whole lot of things right now, yeah, guys. We're laying nine and a half for the Blazers tonight. What do we? Oh, we're laying the nine and a half. We're going plus nine.
6: No, I found the nugget. Yeah, I'm... we're going
5: plus nine. Or are you going the Nuggets? You Nuggets laying, laying nine it? and a half. Okay, uh, the way you said you said blaze, oh, I sorry, thought you were going blaze. It yeah, it's okay. No. Um, no face. Yeah, I mean, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. The tank is commenced. You know, it's it's gonna get bad. We're gonna get Ashton Hagen's minutes. Uh, you know, uh, Banton is going to be coming out there. No, I wanted to look at the the second half has started. Started yesterday. Dallas, Phoenix was interesting. We had OKC and Clippers. I want to look at the West. We're in the West as a franchise. I want to look at the West right now. The Western Conference odds: Denver, and this is via DraftKings. Denver, the favorite at plus two fifty five. Clips are right behind them at plus two sixty. Suns at plus six fifty. Thunder nine to one. Uh, Minnesota plus 850, so they've got better odds than the Thunder. Dallas is 14 to 1. The Warriors are 19 to 1. By the way, kind of surging. Steph, a uh, dangerous little underdog there. Pelicans 22 to 1, and they're ahead of the Warriors. The Kings are out there. They won that game last night against Wimby, but that was a fun game. And the Lakers are 14 to 1. That's kind of it. I mean, you could look through the rest of it, but it doesn't matter. I'm gonna ask you this, swag. I wrote this down. I wanted to make sure to ask you. Which teams would you feel what what teams more likely to finish better in the West? So basically win the West. Would you gamble on seeds one, two, and three? Or are you more likely to gamble on seeds four, five, six? Ooh. One, two, and three is
6: currently the T Wolves, the Thunder, and the Clippers, correct? Yeah, that is correct, my man. Right. I yeah. would say yes. I know everybody loves the Nuggets. I love the Nuggets. The myself. Nuggets. You're picking against the Nuggets. But I, if I were to have where I think the value is, I think it's the Thunder.
5: Oh, the value is definitely on Minnesota and OKC for sure. There's a, an OK uh, or even the Clippers to me over a two to one, you know, uh, favorite there. I, I even that is a value to me.
6: Yeah, there's just always the the fear of the Clippers something happening to somebody at some point well
5: if it's not health they're also going to go into the playoffs with russell westbrook and james harden get massive amount of minutes and i love russ i will always cape up for russ's career what he's done i've seen both of them and russ has had some bad moments and harden has had some legendary bad moments yeah so it's hard to want to fully go in on
6: thunder is the group they're the team that if i was going to say where's the biggest value i would i would go with them because I think they're all young, they're doing this together. You
5: really buy that the baby Thunder can do it, and you're one of the playoffs, huh? Yeah, I'm not questioning. Is just like that's idiotic. I love what the Thunder are doing. You
6: you worry about you know the bad matchup for them is the Nuggets because they don't have a good answer for Jokic. Not that anybody else. I was going to say, the is league. there
5: anybody that does? Because the Clippers also not a great matchup for them. They At get least Zubac is, can. Yeah. Tangle with him. He He's there. Yeah, he's there. He's out there. It's Jokic.
6: <laughs> I'm more worried about it rebounding than, I mean, when Jokic has the ball, there's very little anybody can do. Mm-hmm. It's more about on the glass. Can somebody keep him from just trudging his way to the rim and grabbing rebounds?
5: See, I, I think for Denver, to, to add to that, I think the thing for Denver you're nervous about is the depth.
6: There's depth and the, the, always the uh, the – uh, health of Jamal Murray. Sure, Murray's fine. He's for right your now. best bet to try to deal with Shea Gilgis Alexander.
5: I, I just, I, I wonder. Not that, like, not that Bruce Brown is make or breaking the championship. We've talked about role guys before and how important yeah. your five are and your your number one is because you're going to need them for a game Six, in a th- seven and eight. You need those three yeah. players off the bench to be vital and important. And I. Denver's guys have been fine, but is Christian Brown ready to come in and win a playoff game randomly? Or have like a quarter where he are you questioning his Kansas pedigree? Uh no <laughs> a little bit there. There's a little something there with Kansas, but uh I saw Bruce Brown have big moments in the postseason. Yeah. So it's more like, are they gonna be able to do that? And and that's I like that you're going with the ballsy pick. I'm still taking four five six. <laughs> As much as I like your, your ballsy pick and the Clippers are in that, I'm I'm just – I cannot be talked into I'm betting against I'm comfortable that Yoke-ish. one
6: of those three at the top with home court advantage for the most part will be able to be consistent all the way through the playoffs and get to the finals.
5: Uh and line, give me just a second here. and Line brought to you by 1080's new show, Welchers, hosted by Sprague and Swag. Come here and make ridiculous bets without paying the consequences. I'm I'm a little I'm getting a little offended and annoyed at I this. had nothing
6: to do with I this. I know by you the didn't,
5: way. but I this is becoming a thing, and I'm annoyed by it because <laughs> it is nowhere near your bet welching, and it's not even close to Marcus Greaves' bet welching. and line uh brought to you by the only thing wilder than a Sprague pick Hitting is dirt's returning waistline. Ouch! Ooh, wow! Wow, we're taking shots at They're dirt. They're taking. He's going to have an extra special dad pod. Is that what everybody's? <laughs> wow. thinking? I mean, dude, it's not like you got all the time in the world to be the most active person. Baby watches. Is... Does he have home? I
6: don't know. Is he home? I know he goes. He goes to the gym, but does he have home workout stuff? Like you know? No, when... he's a
5: home workout guy.
6: Okay, so when he's Teddy's, you know, guy. at least taking an hour nap, he can go.
5: Yeah, I think he's got a treadmill. I think he's yeah. keeping himself active. I don't think Dirt's coming back as a ball. I don't think he's gonna roll himself in here like no. the blueberry girl in Willy Wonka. No. Although it'd be kind of funny if he did. We could like, <laughs> give us a lot of show content, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, we'll wrap it up. There's Sprague in line. A look at the futures of the Western Conference playoff odds. We wrap it up with a big moment happening today. Next on the fan. All right, Fist pumping into the weekend. Thank you guys for hanging on uh, with us this week we got a lot to get into next week. As I mentioned earlier, Dirt will be back on March 18th. So you Dirt P1s out there and uh, Duck fans out there, we will have Dirt back on March 18th. And I'm as equally excited as anybody else out there. Yes. Uh, I did love the comment on the text line, the Vancouver Ford text line. uh, You're Violet, Violet. Hey, Violet, you're Dirt. (laughs) (laughs) As he rolls in here. Hey, quick, text the word GOLF. G-O-L-F, to 503-864-6326 for your chance to enter a pair of tickets to the Portland Golf Show March 1st through the 3rd at the Portland Expo Center. Again, text the word GOLF to 503-864-6326. Two six. You can head to 1080thefan.com for more details. And we've got more giveaways next week, so stay tuned for what that is. Uh, also, a quick heads up. If you have not signed up yet, you've been kicking the tires on it, now is the time to do it. The Fan Winter Golf Classic. It's our first year doing it out at X-Golf Tualatin and Vancouver. You go to 1080thefan.com and register. We need threesomes, not foursomes. Three is perfect. Four too many. There's always an awkward person left not knowing what to do with their hands. Three is perfect for this event. Out at Twalleton and plenty of rounds available in Vancouver. Danny and Dusty Isaac Atzuk will both be broadcasting at uh, each location, and Danny and Dusty will be in Vancouver, yeah. Isaac Atzuk will be in Twalleton. I'm going to be in Twalleton. Oh, how about you? Yeah. The winning threesome will win a foursome at the 10th annual Fan Golf Classic this summer, and last place will get free lessons at X Golf. And our shout out to the food providers as well: Victorico's Pro Catering and the Urban Restaurant Group massive matchup in college baseball locally for our beavers fans they're off to a great start five and oh beating ranked teams yep a season with expectations has got off to a great start Taking on number 2 Arkansas, and you can watch the game at 5 o'clock via...
6: Flow Baseball. Fl- F-L-O Baseball. Flow Baseball. Do I have to pay anything? Yeah, I'm sure. this is. It's a streaming service. You're okay, going to have well, to shell out a few bucks. I, I don't will, know if you can just buy the game or you have to do something else.
5: Well, but- I hope that's free, and if there's any text police that want to correct that, uh, get that message out. I will be following the game if that's the case via Twitter. So good luck to the beeves in beating Arkansas. Hopefully they keep Arkansas fan base in a hellscape because, well, the national championship was lost to Oregon State by them. So uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys for hanging out. I'm sorry about the YouTube in the last segment. I guess the volume wasn't there. Apologize for that. Thanks for kicking it with us on YouTube. Hanging out, whether it's the Odyssey app, 1080 AM, AM radio, yeah, we didn't get to that today. We didn't get to we'll that. We'll save that for Monday. We will. We have. Uh, well, do we have the drop at least? I oh, here so. it is. We like to listen to AM radio. Yeah, who's that? I'm huh? the big orange guy. <laughs> we like to listen to AM radio. In we do gold, like to listen. In our gold sneakers. We do. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. We're going to talk to you Monday. Ortner's going to hang out with us on Monday. Uh, shout out quickly, all the idiots in Alabama. You guys are the dumbest people in America. Congratulations. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll talk to you Monday